We did it. We're here. We got a girl on the podcast. Sydney <laughs> <laughs> Sante, Mikael Farber. Welcome, 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 welcome. Yeah, you. guys, thanks for coming on. Thank you for pronouncing my name. Well, I said it wrong for years yeah. until I heard you tell someone else. It's Mikel. Yeah. And, and I said, I've been calling you Mikel for years and you haven't said anything. And you're like, Mikkel. it doesn't matter. And I'm like, but if your name's Mikel, then I'll say that. I appreciate it. It's almost like your name is Kel, but you're, you're so... Me. You're me. Mikel. Mikel. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in my family pronounces our last name differently. Some people say it the way you just said it. Sante. I say Sante. Sainte. How are the other ways to say it? Well, it's French. It's like, I'm not going to be like, well, my name is Sydney. Keep that mic on you. Yeah, you go. Uh, well, my name is Sydney Sainte. Like, I'm not going to like, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not going to do that. So you I do say Sainte. And then some people, like my sister says, this is Dr. Najla Sainte. Ooh. Like, Ooh. It's like Najla Sainte. That's all sexy. Yeah. I know. I know. I feel like she'd do like a <laughs> clap after that. Like Najla Sainte, like a magician. And then like a smoke and yeah, boom. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Sounds so majestic. Sydney Sainte just sounds so good to me. That's how I've always said it. Sydney Sainte just sounds so good. Sydney Sainte. Talk about sibilance. Sibilance. Who doesn't like sibilance? What Actually, are we talking about today? Why um, am I here? I think we're doing it. We're in the middle of our hottest topic. <laughs> sibilance is, yeah. is the sibilance. topic today. So my idea was, I know that Mikel is a, a, a musician, professional musician, and he's toured uh, in Europe and the U.S. and has made his own music and, and produced his own music. And I know he's uh, produced his own shows before as well. Mm -hmm. And I know that Sydney, also a singer, also a writer, a playwright, uh, and currently working on a project that she's producing as well. And I thought, why not talk to some of my talented artistic friends who produce their own work? Can who I have some are money? those people? I, I don't, haven't found them yet, but I'm lucky. Can, can you Real give me hard. some money? Do you have any money or we any food? We <laughs> don't. Okay. I do have some snacks. Let me look oh. into my snack bag. I'm thinking more like long what term. What snacks like, are we featuring? For when tonight? I'm older, like just a stash of food somewhere because I'm gonna I'm gonna be poor for the rest of my life. Ladies a and gentlemen. kids sized oh, thank you. protein bar made of apples. One. I can I have tried them myself. They are terrible. There's yeah, they are. They, they do taste like dirt. Yeah. This so one for you as this well, is an Sydney. Ad. And if you guys <laughs> oh God, go to so if you guys much. go to terriblepowerbarsforkids.com, just type in the code MayanCoop. And, and they're out of business because they were so bad. You'll pay double. Perfect. <laughs> um. So yeah. yeah, what's up, guys? Yeah, hey, how are you doing today? First of all, let's start there. Like, how are you feeling today? As two, as two creatives in the world, working on creative things, working hard. How how are you feeling today? Well, today marks uh, we have been crowdfunding for this film that I wrote, and um, we have raised um, thirteen, fourteen grand right now. Wow, nice. that's amazing. Which is wild and we have two days left of the campaign and we're 107 well more than that because we have money we haven't put in yet but we're like 107 percent funded and it feels weird to still be like but guys like we are live for donations for the next two days please give us more of your money but like the more i keep saying to people like the most exciting part of this for me is that the more we get the more likely it is that we're gonna be able to pay people and that is there you go. That's a great selling point and for getting money to be able yeah. to actualize your vision, like fully. a thousand percent fully. And you know, yeah. but you can make that's the thing though. You can make a movie now for nothing. You can make a movie with an iPhone, Tangerine, Tangerine, Tangerine forever. Anyway, none and of you have can, seen Tangerine. No, yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. do not. Tell me, they shot that whole movie for the most part on an iPhone. How long ago was this? Hmm. I think that movie years? is 2016 or 15. Oh, it's that recent. I was thinking I heard about that. Like no. it was on Netflix. Yeah. I think it still is. 
Um, yeah, it's shot on iPhone. It's a, it did really well in festivals. It's unbelievable. and There's editing in post where they make it look different. No, a thousand percent. Okay, okay. I'm, but, I'm trying to understand that. And they have like, you know, tripods and tracking things for the iPhone specifically. Like there's a bunch of equipment involved. But, but when it cost them like about it, 30 grand. Yeah. If you think, you know, if we were Orson Welles, because everyone says he's like the original indie filmmaker. If we were Orson Welles, I mean, comparatively... It would just cost so much more. I mean, maybe I yeah. don't know. I don't the know. The gear then was crazy. You yeah, know, it was like going flying to the moon. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that he feels was coming really... from radio, and that's a whole different thing, and that's a much smaller scale. And to have the the courage to scale up and say like, "Hey, I'm going to go from radio to fucking making movies." Yeah. Oh my god. That's, not... that's that takes balls. Yeah. Yeah. That's and now, crazy. I mean, which is good and bad, sort of. Everyone can make a movie. Yeah. Anyone, but if it's yeah. not good, we'll know. But there's yeah. so much saturation. Anybody can make a movie, and no one wants to well, this watch is any of it. Is yeah. it that's is true it too. Your job to know whether it's good. It's it, as long the, as you're making money, it doesn't matter if it's good. If you it, if you're making a profit, nobody gives a shit. But the individual has an opinion, and the creators I'll tell right you if it's to say whether it's decent yeah. or not. I mean, that that should be like not within your scope of concern. Like you should, it should I be agree. good to you. You asked how I was doing today. I was thinking a lot about rejection today, and mm -hmm. about how, and uh, how that's just a normal part of like being creative and having to constantly be putting yourself out there. Either uh, it could be you could you can relate to this even if you're not making creative shit as romantically or uh, professionally or creatively. You know, the, you have to put your yourself out there a lot, and you, you just you're generally going to get knocked down or ignored. Yeah, and it has to. You have to be enjoying what you're doing and you have to like it yourself right? Uh, to know that there's going to be someone out there who's also going to like it. And be in tune to getting something, learning something from that rejection because yeah. there's opportunity there every time. Right. Yeah. Experience is like everything. Yeah. Can I curse? Fuck yeah. Okay, or fuck everyone, you know? Fuck everybody. Um, like baseline, fuck everyone. It's like all, literally it's or... job too. Well, because some, people, cause some, people, <laughs> some people create <laughs> things literally. that they want to put out like just for themselves. And of course they want success from it or they want something, you know, obviously it's great when it's perceived positively, but in the end, an artist or so has to like create something or make something and sometimes they'll just release it and say, fuck it, whatever, I don't even care about it if it does well or does not. Like it's just I need to release that. A lot of professionals that feel that way. Yeah, and I think that's a that's people do it's like so productive. Like I get so much more work done when I don't give a shit about when it is either just for me or just right. because. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar he doesn't he doesn't read or look at any of the reviews or anything Great. on his albums when he releases it. The that's... only time he he listens to it again is when he does it on the road live for the first time. So that's he gets beautiful. to see how, wow. he always says, I judge how successful the album was by how many people are singing with me with the songs, <laughs> which for him has to be pretty, a, a pretty like impactful moment where you're just like, Oh, I want to do this for every album now. Yeah. Cause oh like God. when you go there and everybody's singing it to you, you're like, Oh, that worked. I'm doing something right. Yeah. Right. That song oh worked. Yeah. yeah. There that makes sense. Sorry. There are a ton of actors who do that where they yeah. work, but they don't watch any of their own shit. Yeah. They don't watch the dailies. They don't watch the final product. They don't watch TV or movies at all. They just go and they do their work. Yeah. There's something beautiful about that. Like I'm on the opposite end. I consume a lot of, I was going to say, and then yeah. there are other people and yeah. I can totally imagine. I don't think I'd Why be able to watch be myself. Yeah, no, I consume I a lot. Like and it's here's hard. the thing. When yeah. we first started doing this show, we immediately were like, let's not listen to it. Let's just move. Just go forward and forward. And then almost instantaneously, because I write the descriptions of the shows, I have to go back and listen to the show. I, I, I didn't listen to one episode. I feel like podcasts are different, though. Like, I would much sooner hear my own voice and not. 
I agree because when I listen myself. to it, it's not as bad as I think. But I haven't listened to any of our shows fully through. There's like, a difference here. Spots to mix it, but I don't. You're like doing it. the editing. You you don't need to worry about that. I can't write. Not I can't right, write right, the description right, without right. going back. The, yeah. I can't yeah. remember yeah. everything. This goes back to our subject of like people creating their own shit. And if you're responsible for the end product, if it's your baby and you happen to be performing in it, whether it's uh, as a podcast or as a filmmaker or a musician, if if you're making producing the shit you want to go back and make sure that it's like what you, you had have in mind but if you're an actor or if you're yeah, out of your even hands. the Kendrick Lamar is sort of like in between because he's not the producer of the albums as right. far as I know he he is the song maker and the performer right. but if you're if you're making something from start to finish yourself you have to listen to it whether you like it or not and that's why by the end of it you you get sick of your own shit and you move on and do something else but uh, as a performer as an actor you have the um, luxury of just performing and acting and not worrying about how the full thing came off you probably won't like the full piece because you were so in your self during that time mm. you were just being a singular little color in right. that in that rainbow of a film and you might not want to look at the whole thing because you were attached to your singular character right whereas as a filmmaker or a, a, a record producer or a for what i did for so long put on shows put you on know, the shows right like a, a concert producer you you, ha- you can't help it. You have to be there and you're s- directly and immediately affected by how it comes off or whether it's successful or not or whether people like it or not. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about, I mean, live performance. Like being a theater actor, oh my God. <clears throat> yeah. That was the best. Like the this. best. You, like, like, you prefer that? No, not necessarily. It depends. It's just one form of storytelling that I personally as an actor really enjoy because I don't have the luxury of going back and editing myself. And it is this, so like, much like you said, it's this like singular moment of connection. Yeah. You, I mean. And every, and every show is different. That's yeah. the best part. Yeah. And it's so unpredictable. It's and that's so like liberating. those moments are so, it's not like, oh, you like that? Let's try it again. It's just, it's right? just like you start and you're not done until you're done. And it, the more you do it, the more comfortable you are doing it and it becomes even more fun. You're like relaxed. Feed off yeah. the audience. Yeah. And if yeah. there's a dip, if there's a shitty moment, you will feel it and you will know. <laughs> yeah. And you, can't, about? When is that? No and you can't live in it. You mm-hmm. have to, you have to immediately move on. Like sometimes I love oh. it. I don't know. I find that with film. No, the shit parts, like when someone forgets their lines, or you forget your line in a song. And I was I was sixteen in my first musical where I had my own solo, and it was like my first performance. And I I swear to God, I forgot the lyrics in the middle of the thing. I just kept singing the same lyric like four or five times <laughs> <Yep>. in a row. <laughs> yeah, I like that memory more than if I nailed it that yeah. time. Yeah. Well, I was, of course. I was listening to this interview with Michael Sarah, and he is on Broadway a few times, and I forget which play it was that he was referencing but he was on broadway with um is it kieran culkin macaulay yep. culkin's yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah oh and i know that play yeah I, oh, I can't remember it uh it's always equus it's yeah. kenny lonergan <laughs> no it's the playwright's kenny lonergan yeah um and it's these two kids and a lot of it takes place i think in the room but uh there's a line in it where one of them you know dared the other to say it a certain way and i think kieran culkin said it so aggressively and in the way that he dared him to, that they both just started laughing uncontrollably. And this is in like, the show. Yeah. And this is like, uh, and, and they're already like a couple months into their run They're you know, the show's successful. And this is probably right at the end of the second act or there's this big climactic point after this line. So they, he started, he's talking about how they're just laughing and laughing. And then the audience kind of 
knows what's going on. So the audience starts laughing and everybody's laughing for like two minutes. And then in their heads, they're like, well, this is like we owe this to the audience because this is the biggest part of the play. We need to get back on track. And then they like kind of finally got back on track. But he said it was such a moment and it'll probably won't ever happen again. Everyone loves a unique inside moment. And, you know, there's no video on YouTube to watch of it. So I think that's like the the magic of theater. That's the old inside joke. Yeah. Last night I was working a show, a, a music show, as a songwriter, and she was doing some originals and some some covers, and uh, it, was, it was a packed house. In the very back row, th- this lady chimed up, because the songwriter was like, okay, and coming up, uh, I'm, I love this song, you, you guys can sing along, you probably know it, I didn't write it. And then someone, there was some confusion, and she was like, um, so here's my song, and, and the lady in the back row went, excuse me, um, and the, lady, the girl stops playing, and she's like, I already love it. did you... Did you write it or did you not write it? <laughs> and the girl's like, so good. I didn't write it. Oh my God. <laughs> so, and, uh, I just wanted to confirm. Thank you. And then, and then the accompanist starts playing and she's singing fucking Stand By Me. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh. Oh God. You could have waited. And I, w- just I wrote that. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, so I was, I, last night I made my first like Burblanc sauce. I've made butter sauces before, but I made my first like Looked it up on YouTube. Burblanc. Burblanc is a very Bur- good band Bur-Blanc. name. That's, uh, that's the name of my band. That's, I, already, I already have it. Burblanc. Yeah. Burblanc. Oh, we thank you, no, Denver. No, we're we're the, playing the no originals tonight. To my, to my cover band, uh, Sauve Blanc. <laughs> oh, see, that's a good band name. So I'm look, I, I, I make this Burblanc sauce, and while I, I'm making Ooh. it, I, I forget. Um, and it the, the, the video ends, and it goes to the next video. And i just like, it's fine. I let it play. It happens all the time. And it's this guy making another Burblanc sauce, but he's making some salmon too. And he, but it's one of those things where he's doing like a cooking show, but he's in a supermarket, right? <coughs> you can cough on camera. That's okay. Yeah, don't be, don't be afraid. Don't be so he's literally in like a supermarket doing this like handheld thing. And it's not like a high end video. And it, he's fine. He doesn't have like a great personality, but he's doing this little thing. He's making a little dish. No big deal. And then all of a sudden he's, he's doing the dish. And he's like, I'm going to put him on the uh, the show side first. I'm going to put him in the skin side up. I'm going to get a nice brown in color on the, and then that's going to be the showing side. This is on what? This is YouTube? <laughs> yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay. And, this is Pornhub? Uh, Pornhub. So this guy's making salmon naked. Um, um, continue. <laughs> I don't think our audience knows Pornhub. Um, you're gonna come what? on it, yeah. <laughs> they, they know. <laughs> that was a joke. They know. Human. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, like you forget he's in a supermarket. Like it's not like he's on a private set. And all of a sudden, so you hear a voice go, "Why are you doing that?" <laughs> and he's like um, he's not prepared for like uh, audience like participation someone in the supermarket and why are you doing that yeah can I get a quarter pound of uh, turkey yeah. with, uh... that's basically what was happening and he's like um, just because that's gonna we're gonna brown that side and then and he's like we're gonna leave the skin on he's like, why are you leaving the skin on and he's like trying to do the thing oh, he's man. like um, because it's it's beautiful and it's and it's crispy and, I'm, and he's trying to do the thing is this person shopping is like just grilling him completely mm. in this way where it's like you're not helping you're this poor guy is trying to do a video it was oh, my beautiful. favorite thing that happened yesterday there's that's the great. best salmon I think I've had it just reminded me I don't know why probably because I'm gonna end up going there soon uh, is in Mammoth Mountain there's this little restaurant and there's this chef there the restaurant's been there for probably I think close to 20 years maybe. A little, maybe a little bit less. I thought you were going to be like close to two hundred and fifty years. <laughs> two thousand like, years. So ready. And, uh, and uh, my uncle yeast. took me there. And the chef was originally living in L.A. and then he moved to Mammoth. He opened a little restaurant there. It's just like I don't know, maybe ten tables and a little counter. It's super mellow. 
so good. They do this salmon, and he makes it on cedar, which is... Cedar salmon. A cedar wrap salmon? I'm upset. He makes it on this wood block. This upsets me. And it <laughs> literally just <laughs> melts, melts in your mouth. It's the best salmon I've ever had in my entire life. You know what they if say? If anyone could see our faces right now. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys you know what have... they say? Mountaintop chalets have the best seafood. <laughs> <laughs> that is All what right. they say. I'm talking to a bunch of foodies right now, but I'm telling you, I don't know where he gets it shipped in. <laughs> it's, awesome. it's amazing. Um, oddly enough, we went there, we ate, we talked to this chef, snacks. the chef's su- super cool, and then we go skiing at Mammoth, it's a busy holiday, uh, the tail end of it, and there's so many people on the mountains, peak season, and we just run into the chef skiing, like the guy, he's like, oh hey, what's up, how was the dinner last night, we're like, how? Like the only Aren't person we maybe, yeah, it's weird, yeah. <laughs> we ran into Chenk Uger today. I ran into his little I don't, That's a little, yeah. That's I'm a sorry, little. who'd you run into? <laughs> Mayan beeped at this celebrity from YouTube today, wave to him. We were on our way <laughs> that's, to... That's, the, us, that's us running into We had to buy some equipment at the store, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, um, we stopped the stoplight, and Chank Uger walks in front, and I was like, yeah. boop, and he, and he looked, and I gave him the thumbs up. I like Chank Uger. He cool. is what is the, this name? <laughs> Chank Uger is the host of the Young Turks. C-E-N-K. Don't worry, it's not a slur. That's how you print. Okay, Jank, no. It's Jank or Chank. I, I think it's I Jank. I do know the Young Turks. Yeah. I just had never heard either of their names yeah, said out loud, and I just was like. So I liked I liked that little yeah. moment. It means something to me as in the in the world of of your own productions. So that guy's worth five million bucks from YouTube. Yeah. And he brings real news to, sometimes. I know there's a different of opinion. There's people who don't like them. They think they're biased, but there's they always there's always biases in, in all of these news shows. You have to pick them apart, watch them all, and, and figure out for yourself what the fucking truth is. Yeah, is there any person on the planet who is not biased? Ooh, ooh. No. Well, as a as a journalist, I, I don't see them as straight journalists, though. They're they're pontificators. Yeah, journalists. They're, I feel like report is just what ha- what they're is aggregators. Yeah, but I don't think we've had a journal like it. a true journalist like that since fucking Christian Amanpour. Like, I really don't. I think a lot of people are pontificating. Yeah, that's most of what people yeah. consume. Mm-hmm. But there are the major news outlets who are uh, ostensibly not biased. In like the, who? The, I mean, yeah, who? They, they report the news in a non-biased way. New York Times, you know, the Boston Globe. These are non-biased. Wall Street Journal. Wall Street like Journal. Does Wall Street a pretty Journal good job. reports good. I mean, they report a lot of facts uh, and they, they report a lot of interviews. So, I mean, it, all you can, of these. You, you read these interviews with these people that you're following or these politicians, and you can kind of straight from the source make your own opinion about the person. None of these sources are not biased. They're all No, biased. I'm talking about an interview Those with a specific big, person. I'm just saying, that you, you can again, we're not judging, we can't judge the whole network on one interview. They have hundreds, if not tens of thousands of different avenues all working at the same sure. time. Yeah. They are all biased. You're and right, the, the initial, spectrum yeah, is, they're all biased. If the spectrum is like, I don't know, it depends on what the spectrum is, but it, for me, the spectrum is like far whatever extremist, whether it's right, left, or Fucking party of peace and honor. What's the third party. one? Fifth one that always. Can I be appears? part of that? Peace, peace and, and honor. I, I it's agree like with that. peace and it's peace and freedom. Peace and freedom. Okay, party. great. So like extremism is for me on one end of the ex- on one end of the spectrum, and then the other end is I guess bias. I feel like we get as close to non-bias as possible. I can no longer affiliate myself with any group: left, right, center, Democrat, Republican, Independent, because none of them represent me at all. So I, I'm, I'm on a, is his own yeah. invention. Don't you feel the same way though? You, no. But you got you're a Democrat. What? 
I, I someone's got a re- someone is representing I just us, so I just like to get the closest analog that I can. That's to great. My, to my yeah. thing, some of sure. us have to be in an, and assume an antithesis that I'm not going to be completely represented unless I'm representing my goddamn self, and I don't want to. There's no that isn't a job. Like Agreed. people get represented to represent a broad swath of people and a broad swath of opinions, not one particular. Do opinion. you think that it is your job as an artist to make commentary on? Maybe not politics specifically, but on like, is it your civic duty as an artist to put out things that help shape the minds of your peers? Are you asking all of us? Yeah. Um, you, I can answer first. Sure. Um, <laughs> I don't think no. we have. No. A, I don't no. think anyone has any duty at the end of the day. Like, I as a as an artist, as a, a person who's interested in world affairs, I definitely have those opinions, and I share them with people whether they like it or not. I yes, don't know. I don't know if I feel it's a duty, but there are some aspects. Uh, there are some duty feelings, but I don't know if I could say it. Yes, it's a duty. I don't. I don't know if that I think exists. that. I think that. But don't say duty again. I think <laughs> you that. Brought it um, duty. I think that when <laughs> when somebody with a large following and a large reach uh, posts something that is their opinion about something, if it's positive and it's sending a message that hey, they're you know, involved in this too. And they're trying to use their voice to be heard for a good cause or a greater cause. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love when Mm -hmm. I see them using their platform with all these millions and millions of followers for something good like that versus like someone else just posting like new shoes and they get, you know, they have the millions of followers. I think it's, I think it's positive. It might not be something I agree with Mm -hmm. if somebody's, you know, wearing a MAGA hat or something silly yeah sure maybe they're voicing their opinion but when it's something for a movement that i think in my mind you'd have to be a psycho not to be for like you know or be positive towards things like that i think it's great quick sidebar every time somebody says maga i don't i think my brain truly like can't oh yeah for sure that was the first time i think i said it no i love it no but i always think sega and then i have a moment which is way better right so i have a moment whenever someone's like oh he's wearing a maga hat i'm like but that's not oh no that's bad that's bad that's really bad maggots i think like festering maggots is the way i think maga genesis did anybody here have a maga genesis uh, yeah. <laughs> Coming See, to you I, in 2020. I was late on Maga. that. He got to me. He got to it before I did. I was trying to find Saga. the moment. He jumped on. Um, nice anyway, but my, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I forget what the exact original like question was, but I, I, I think I really love seeing people that express themselves uh, really deeply and openly uh, on social media or wherever you know whatever platform they have. And I've never been one of those people that wants to uh, put my trip on other people you know i like to do it in a more nuanced way and that's art is i can be almost like too honest with my art you know Uh, is that possible well it's uncomfortable for me you know (laughs) well look at it this way if that's how you are and you want to pull back on that you have to keep doing it to the point where you're ready to i don't want to pull back on it but it it also makes me uncomfortable i'm like i'm expressing myself (laughs) in such like a that's my dating life in such (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's there's a lot of parallels i i see i see those things in in a lot of the same light it's like a lifelong pursuit love and expression and you there's a thing where i just feel compelled to be honest and uh, it often shoots me in the foot, bites me in the ass, but it's also like my primary joy in life. So like, what are you gonna do? Can I follow up that up with another question based on the same topic? You sure? What, thank you. What is more honorable, um, exemplifying that duty? Because 
You feel duty. it is? What did I tell you? I know, but I couldn't think it's of another word. Responsibility. Or Thank or you. or executing or, or delivering your opinion in a social way because you just can't help but be honest. What's what's more honorable? Well, your opinion in a social way being honest can still be part of your responsibility. Like when you share that. But that's what I'm asking. I think pick I've your battle said, sometimes. I think I think one you, I think you both exist and they're both the same thing. I think that one has the potential to, I don't know, it's hard. They're the it same is hard. thing. That's my point. So they're the no same thing, again? but I think. What's the choice? So, so Sydney had, had Art asked. Or just like honesty in life. You know what I mean? I think I think this. I think that when people uh, uh, share their opinion or yeah. share what they believe in during something that's that's like big in the moment or whatever it may be, whatever it's political or social, whatever, when they voice their opinion, they create a dialogue. That's brass tacks because they have these millions and millions of followers and now all of those followers see that someone they follow has this opinion and it creates a dialogue with someone else. And that, I think, is important to be at least talking about things going on. because. <laughs> but that's people who are extremely followed, right? Like if you're just Mayan and you just meet a lot of people a lot and you say a lot of the things that are in your head and in your heart and you communicate those things consistently, you're sort of doing... On a smaller level, the same kind of work is. You're a but, walking Instagram. Totally. <laughs> but I also think that there's something to be said about putting it into your own beautiful like cocoon of expression, of expression. Just because right. maybe your voice is different. Maybe like I write compulsively on through things that I mean. Oh my gosh, this the movie that we're making right now. I just got really. Uh, it was like. It was like. <laughs> Uh, the inception of it was uh, in a discussion about the election. It had just happened, and we were all just like reeling. And I kept hearing a lot of binary, well, black people this, and white people this, and Latino people this, and trans people this, and 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 not and heterosexual people this, and like a lot of binary things of like, well, us and them, and these people are bad, and these people are great, and regardless of what lens that is through, that's not really awesome thinking, no, in my personal opinion. And the idea of intersectionality came into my mind, and then we wrote this thing. Intersectionality, could, what is that? Intersectionality is the idea of people across, like, across their differences being able to speak up for each other. So, at oh, margin, I like, love that. women championing causes of trans women, like, men championing causes of women, straight people championing gay causes, like, showing up because they're people and caring on an intersectional level, if that this makes is, sense. I love that working with something I was thinking about since when Cooper said people that have a lot of followers they uh, create a dialogue or they they initiate a conversation I actually and I was kept on thinking oh, wouldn't it be better or isn't it better when they're not creating a conversation they are uh, they're tapping into a conversation that's already happening and acknowledging that they that there's something going on that's bigger than them and they're just putting in their basically two cents or sharing a, a perspective that's the that's the like the rational like um, intersectional way of of being uh, an activist or being you know an artist it, it fostering a dialogue that's already happening where Kanye comes in is someone that thinks that they are creating a conversation they think that they're fucking you know making it out of nothing and that they're the divine uh, giver of information and perspective when when you introduce the, the that rational, kind of narcissism into the mix, yeah, yeah, of course, and it's it it's it makes it impossible. Even though he wants it to be an intersectional experience, he's he somehow manages to shut things down. And yet, he is like secretly not a great unifier, but I do think that I 
I don't know, on principle, we haven't stopped talking about him, right? Like he said he's said and done some nuts so shit. And in those conversations, I have defined a lot of the things that I believe about our current yeah. the state of pop you can culture. And always pull out some nuggets of brilliance from things that he said. Absolutely. A, he, he, when you talk incessantly with no filter, you can always pull out little, little nuggets of brilliance, but that doesn't negate the crazy shit that he no, said. No, he's that makes done no a lot sense. of damage and a he's lot a of mar- bizarre, He's a marketing like, genius. That's a that's, war to is me, great that's for production. War is great for There's a yeah. pro and con yeah. to everything. <laughs> He releases, he's got four albums he's about to release, so he does some crazy stunts and makes sure that he's all over the headlines, all over the news, and then those albums come out the next day, and mm-hmm. then people are talking about him already, right. and then they're like, well, he's nuts, he's losing his mind, I might as well download and listen to the album. And he's we love that shit. That's uh, one of the things that fascinates me most in life, is the correlation between mental illness, genius, and like us loving that shit oh, and the feeling it. I love that. His friends love and his it. friends, the reason they're not liking him anymore is not only because of his crazy opinions he has to get him onto these like huge outlets and stuff, but also exploiting these horrible ideas for benefit of maybe an album he's about to drop. They're like, that's fucked up. Don't do it this way. Like He's just a blip on like this long, long beautiful, you know, timeline of music and like one like 90s album by the roots like has more to say than what i feel like he's said like in the last 10 years yeah in terms but, of content and lines and lyricism i totally agree yeah. production wise i think he's such an amazing producer I totally but agree but the, and when you look at it it's like his album the lyrics and stuff i was like what and then you know he produces Nas's album and that i'm like yeah i'll listen to this because Nas has like a lot to say i will say like, past 10 con- years content? i will co-sign with past 10 years fine yeah, yeah. pre that Come on, his, let's his, get it. listen to his verses Free right that, now. Some of them it. are like, come on. Like, you're lazy, bro. And, but, like, give me Super late registration lazy. every day. Like, I will listen to that yeah. album constantly. Yeah, I hear you. I, there, I, there are things... I don't agree with the word blip. I think he is just part of the zeitgeist. <laughs> what, what's the problem with blip? Well, because to blips. me that... Everybody's a blip. Right, yeah, no, I didn't take it a negative way, but what did, what did you, how did you take I it? I feel you. I just... I, it, to me, it seems like an anomaly... An anomaly. Aren't we all? Say that uh, ruined with me. Anomaly. <laughs> like a blip is like a, <clears throat> a the boil on he's an a, electrical he's a current. Point. He's one. <laughs> I mean, on when you think of human of existence, is literally a blip on the on the planet. R. Kelly you know, is a blip. Th- we're all blips, oh. and I don't okay. think he's a dip. R. Kelly, that's he's just a, a whole nother I think you mean drip. Me. <laughs> Nailed it. In fact, he did all that shit, and then people still nobody work with got him. that. Come on. Dave Chappelle oh did a that whole joke about that. Was like drip drip. It's like, so publicly known. Come on. Don't know. Sorry, Raven. Like so get publicly with known. It. People don't. Okay. And I say this not as a black woman, even though I am. She's I not just, black. You are. Haha. <laughs> Guys, I just want to tell you that joke is never funny, and white people only. Did make you it hear how la- how hard I laughed? It was really funny. It's, but you it's keep setting like it up. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like as a person, I. Now I don't even remember what I'm fucking we'll saying. We'll find it. We'll find it. I cut you off. I apologize with jokes. I warned you and sit down. Careful of jokes. my fault. Because you just spewed I, gonna, white man at Yeah, I'm going to blame Trip. I'm going to blame Trip. I'm going to blame Coop. <laughs> We're talking blame Kanye. Trip. We're talking... Uh, R. Kelly. R. R. Kelly. Being more of a blip. Oh, and you were talking about why, like, publicly... He's so public, why he's people, like, yeah, piss on girls. Because people don't give a shit about black women. And that is a very real statement. And I don't know how to express it. it I do I agree with you. It's really su- sad because it, he pisses on those girls and it's like nothing happens. If but he if he pissed, pissed on, on a white, white girl, women, like oh some white six year old, like now hold, now hold on. Like, Did you hear what happened to Sarah? Now hold on a yep. second. Let's let's qualify 
when we use things like hyperbole, like obviously we know you don't mean nobody cares because that's insane. No, I don't mean nobody cares. I just mean the vast majority a, a of, people of people who could be. It's less of a, a headline. Of, hey, man, we less all of have parts of our brains that judge everything on a, on a second by second basis based on size, weight, color, smell, all these things. It's really important not to point finger, point fingers about racism and judgment without acknowledging that we have to work on these things. And every time we have that judgment or racist thought, we think about it, we look at it, and we don't judge ourselves too harshly as if we're just a dirty no, racist. No, judge yourself harshly. You know why? Because it's ridiculous. I wasn't raised that way. A lot of groups of people I, don't get the right. justice they deserve. You're right. Black women included. You're but right. A lot of everybody groups of people. I can only care. speak for black people or black women specifically, but I do think that like... I don't know. There's I a, just there's don't a like little, absolutes. There's a like, little nobody all lives matter in there. You know what I mean? People have been it, but I want to make conditioned. Sure. People have been conditioned to like fear or like dislike or distrust or have resentment towards or like distance, coldness towards all many groups and exactly. black a thousand percent. definitely have been a huge. And it's a struggle every day to change our like, own thoughts uh, to get under, more like under respected group in the last whatever generation and from why is it a challenge every day like how are there people who are that's the thing that i don't understand and maybe it's because if if you're gonna condemn people who have racist thoughts and you're gonna have a lot of people that you're not gonna ever be able to communicate with or learn from or help them not condemn i i i know and i'm not gonna say i respect their opinion it's gray it's not like he's racist she's not like it's not that easy we have different layers of judgment that you could qualify as racism, and it's important you don't pretend like it's all one thing or the other because you can't grow from that position. It's only, oh, done with that, or that's what I like. No, you can't. But I was raised as a person who doesn't, like, I've never, maybe, and I don't know, maybe it's because my parents aren't from here, maybe it's because I've lived outside the country, maybe my life experience has made me this way. That is true. That's but what, I don't, what I don't have, I don't have that. I see a person and I see a person. And then I think of things about them. But I don't go, oh, this person looks such and such a way and thus like you I said, have this thought. Maybe right? your particular unique upbringing Makes you this but it's way, wild to but me not that it everyone is that. that way. And why would you condemn them from being a way they couldn't control? I'm not condemning anyone, Lion. I'm not condemning anyone. Do I do I respect I racist like ideology? Not at all on any level for anyone. like categorization and hyperbole with everyone. No one does do that. But I didn't even say a specific person. I said we nobody. Were about R. Kelly. And that's the way it seems, right? Because R. Kelly, you're right, got away with doing a whole... And nobody includes people of my own race. What do you mean? Is what I'm saying. Saying like nobody in general, like there was no headline. There was about no. It. There was I didn't nothing. say nobody, white people. It just. I didn't. I was. I'm talking about everybody. I just don't. I have to make that qualification when we say nobody care. Like that nobody. Yeah, like but that's, that's but 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 you're taking it so specific and literal. No, I'm changing how we speak in a, in a thoughtless way to generalize to agree where we're not making any progress. Okay, so only three percent of people really cared. Like uh, you, that's that, okay. Like that's the so other way to. You saying. can say so many people don't care, and it's completely that's super accurate. Vague. That's vague. I mean, Every and everybody's incorrect. It's not possible. Correct. Yeah. So which do you prefer? Uh, which way would you rather be wrong? A, a vast majority. How about that? That's a way vast better. majority. Way better. Or there is a deficit in shits given. Or as far as There's, American culture, people are bombarded with a style of thinking that doesn't allow them to have as much compassion for this group versus this group. Everybody needs to And we're to supposed do to go, okay, so that's just the way we are. That's what we're supposed no, to do. No, but like, it's important we're not to suppo- acknowledge that, spe- that specific thing instead of being like, but we've known everybody that. hates this thing. Like that. Oh, but no, we've known that, right? Like, it's been this way for a long time. It's been this, it's, 
we've come. So I apologize for for taking that. I don't want. Go, I want to go back to right where I, I butted. I, I butted in. Um, you were saying nobody cares that these women were peed on because they were black. It's not just peed on. Like he did a whole bunch of crazy shit. They were. You yeah, should yeah. watch a documentary if What's you ever have time. I don't remember. Great. Um, but I will say that that like I back to the word nobody. A vast majority included. Inclu- what's heartbreaking is it includes people of my own race. And that is really shocking to me. Like, just like there's so many women who knew about what Harvey Weinstein was doing and still also worked with him. Why? For the sake of their careers, for the Rocking sake of whatever, the whatever tough. it is, whatever it is. It, it, well, like, he would scare people into, you know, if they didn't do something, then their career would be over. And he's taking advantage of vulnerability and people who really want to make it. And, and it's not right. And a right. lot of people did know about the shit he was doing, which is, it sucks, but mm-hmm. it's fucked up. And I mean, and the idea of wanting to make it like that. There we go. There's another question. Is it? Yeah. Are you willing to compromise parts of yourself in order to make it? In, in our in in Hollywood history, no one has made it by constantly speaking out against the people who are corrupt and yeah. more powerful than they are. That that your well, career will end very quickly. It's easy so that to, fear to, exists to like a very visceral point. The hardest thing is to be the the whistleblower, the one that stands up like when there's no one talking about it. You know before. I mean, there were whispers about Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein, but who was the first person that actually stepped forward? It was a woman, the first one that sort of like had like a real above, you know, ground, like public recrimination of right. him. That's the shit right there. Like, oh, that's, that's um, brave. Rose McGowan. She, was it? Have, yeah. And I she don't went know. through I'm, hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no one would work then, with her. Was it's it not like, I, may not have been Rose, but I it's think it's not like everybody Rose. that's come after is not is not brave, but like the, it's a little bit easier um, and I'm talking about this not even like on, from the Me Too perspective, but from a personal perspective. Like if you, if you feel like you're all alone on something and uh, that that's happening that you think's wrong, you should still express yourself, even if 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 it's hard. Like it's much easier to be one of twenty that like has an opinion, but to be like one of possibly one who feels something, you got it. You got to step out. You got to be. You got to be brave. There are have, things I won't compromise. Ashley for. Judd. Ashley oh, Judd. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, have either of you ever been in a situation with one of your pieces of art that you were making and producing and putting out there where you had to compromise something you wanted to say or do because of some other outside force? Oh hell yeah! Like yeah, what? For sure. I mean, mostly uh, either like a monetary um, or pers- uh, like f- friendship related. Um, th- mostly about like putting I put on this festival for four years you know the LA Psych Fest and it was I put it on with my own money wow. and my own like you know elbow grease and just sort of like figuring it out and wow. I had some co-presenters but I would be the one basically holding the, the bag at the end of the thing and a lot of it was uh, either someone that I knew I I couldn't really afford but that it was like integral to the to the project and, and, and when it was a case where I could just take take the hit myself i would do it but when it came to either putting someone else in in uh risk of losing or um in a lot of other cases like uh personal things like i i wanted to bring someone into the fold and uh the other people i was working with didn't like them for whatever reason a b or c and they wanted something that i didn't want you have to find a way of uh, uh asserting yourself when you feel like um your your creative you know balls are on the line right. like you had yeah i had to to make some very hard calls 
and whatever. This isn't that dramatic, but at the time, it feels like everything. If you made a little more detail, yeah. what you're talking about, it would, it could be yeah, like at the, at without the, saying names, so you can still yeah, be. At the time, it feels like everything, you know. And and can and, you give us a scenario? I mean, yeah. I mean, like like um, I have a a business partner, you could say, and then I had uh, a romantic partner. Nice. And we're all mixed in this soup of like the same culture, like you know the music world and. Uh, it's tough. There were, um, I don't know, whatever, Person, intrapersonal issues sure. booking any band. Ba- ba- at a certain point, it was like, person A wants this band, person B wants this band. I want both of them. I can't have either of them. And if I don't pick one of them, everybody hates me. You're the bad guy. Yeah. Everybody hates me if I don't do something. To uh, pick one is against your nature, but that's the only way to leave with anything. To pick zero pisses everybody off. There's no good. Often you have no. You have to make the best of three bad choices. You're getting you shit make, for. You're getting shit for any of the choices. You made. Did you make the right choice in that scenario? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> Probably Sydney, not. Sydney, what about you? Did you any any compromise that you're like, holy shit. Uh, I wrote a play that a couple friends produced in New York a little bit ago, and it wasn't really flack from the production team. It was like one of one or two of my peers like had a very bizarre reaction to a work of theater um but to a 10 minute one act play uh about a talk show um where the guest on the talk show was a represent like in the future woman president terrible tyrannical administration um (laughs) far in the future and one of the representatives from the administration is basically trying to break to the American public that they're going to start the migration to Mars. And they've sent like a focus group of women and children up there and people are doing well. And there's been one or two babies born on Mars. And that's like a sign of a thriving society, right? They, empty, they empty the sperm banks like they just have sent women up. This and is 10 minutes? Yeah. And they're wow. deciding on how um, they're basically saying they're not going to take all the men. They're only going to take some. You wrote this. Yeah. And she like. I want to read this. And the woman like blackmails the the host because he's sort of trying to do an expose on her expose kind of interview on his talk show. And she's basically like, if you don't make this interview go well, you're not coming. You're not coming. <laughs> None of you are coming. You'll stay down here and burn because like everything's becoming unlivable. That's well, real. That's real journalism. You the sperm bank. What? That's how they emptied the sperm bank. I'm stuck on that. Sorry, yeah, they emptied term. all the sperm oh, banks. And so, to bring them out to Mars? Yeah. Like a burglary? Like well, they go in with masks and guns? No, like the administration, like just like the administration, our presidential administrations do things that we don't know about, like secretly just took all the sperm banks, emptied them, send who? them up, put them in a big freezer up on Mars. We, next, to the, next to all the know. seeds. Right, right, correct. <laughs> no, this is exactly, yeah. that's exactly right. Yep. And they're like, do we even need them? And Don't then really. one, two people, we'll one guy was like, I mean, I just want you to know, like, you know that that's not, that's not like a doable thing. Like, you need us in some way. <laughs> this is in the, sh- in the play or, or like, someone said No, in real life. And I just sent okay. somebody to read and in real life he was like, I just want you to know, like, there's just things that men can do and women just can't and vice versa. And I was like, you're not wrong. But that's not the point. But that's not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the point is that like you're just because there are things that each of us can't do or can't do doesn't mean that 
we couldn't create our own universe with the things that we can do in any way. And, you know, I wanted to, t and then I got a lot of flack from girls who were like, why is the female president a tyrant? And I was like, because everyone acts <laughs> like a female president is going to save us. And it's not necessarily. No. Would it be rad? Oh my God, I would die of happiness to have that a new child. Candidate. What's her name? She's a female. She's uh, who, Kamala? Female black. Kamala? Our yeah, fucking Kamala? congresswoman? Is that who's running? Yeah. She just announced it. Kamala Harris. Harris. Yeah. Um, now wait, remind me what was what was her role in the Bush um, administration? Kamala Harris was she around then? No, no, you're a, thinking Condoleezza Rice. No, I'm thinking okay. the Florida, the the Chad. Um, oh no, you're, you're that totally Catherine Harris. Okay, Kamala, okay, all right, it was a Harris. All right, no. good. Catherine Harris, Harris. California. Kamala Harris raises okay, 1.5 million in first 24 hours. That's nice. Everyone's work. like black woman, which is great. We're gonna have. Um, what are we? Another? <laughs> we're like six months to a year away from like the campaigns for 2020 really gearing up, right? Starting now, yeah. Right. It always starts earlier every every cycle. Two years. We're yeah. gonna have a lot of women running for president. Oh, one year. It's gonna be like 15 women running for president. And the irony is, I if she runs and yeah, but it, how many push through? Because they just the if 15 irony, start running, then they're not all going to like. If she runs and Liz Warren runs, I'm voting for Liz Warren. If she runs and Beto runs, I know, but I mean, like, if I have to pick between them, right? If I have to p pick between her and Beto, Beto, if you hear this, you, you'll never hear this, but if you hear this, like, please run. Oh, he'll hear I it. I pick Beto. Yeah, Beto's one of our first subscribers. Shut your mouth. Yeah. You he better believe it. I mean, oh, but back into the... <laughs> this message was approved by. Into the vein of what we were talking about. My friend, my sweet friend, Ross, shout out Ross. He, that would be too cool. Sorry. He fucking quit making art for a second to go help Beta run. He's an incredible actor. He's a really smart guy. Um, loves politics. And now he's sort of diverted his entire life. And is maybe going to go to law school and like do the damn thing. Wow. Wow. And it's so cool. And I think about that all the time. Like who are going to, who, who's our, who are our senators? Like who are going to, I don't know almost anyone who's actually going to be in government at all, probably, or ever run except for Ross. And he's an artist. There you go. And yeah. that is cool. fucking rad. The moral of the story is do shit. Yeah. Well, do shit that is interesting to you. It's and... a rigged sport because politics is not. Um, attract the best people, attracts the worst people. So it's a totally rigged system from the get-go. You're always behind the eight ball. And that system works 24 hours a day, every day of the year. And how much so do we... So all of them are the worst people? Yes, all of them are the worst. Wow, that's, a, that's Generalities abound. No, no, thank you for saying that. Yeah, no, she's right. Um, the majority, the vast majority of politicians are not there because they're good people. They're opportunists. Yeah. Or they're good liars. people turned bad. Sure, maybe they were better at one point. Okay, that's a huge part of everything. Do you yeah. think there are good and bad people? There, of course there are. You think there are well, good and bad people? You think they're just people? There's gray areas in all those, and it's very there subjective. Are, there are people, and some make good decisions, some make bad decisions. All, Even, about that. all make both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Both. exactly. Good people but, make yeah. bad decisions but, all the time. But, but I'm just saying, you know, steal a candy bar from a store, cut somebody's head off in your closet. Like, there's yeah. a balance. Right. There's a, a thousand percent. capital <laughs> punishment for both. You know, at both bad decisions... But yeah, what if the store you know. stole something from you and you just even the scale by taking it? And that. what if your mother, it was the head of your mother who molested you every day for 50 years? And that's years. why you murdered I didn't go that deep in. You we, guys but I'm just dope. saying. Adding Talking to, about the difference yeah. between a bad actions and a bad actor. Like a bad action and like a malignant fucking force. Like, uh, and even if you are a malignant force, I don't know if you, that makes you an evil person. 
that just means you are inclined to do evil things. Uh, and and everybody has a little bit of that. I don't know. I, I, I just think there's I don't, a, I don't well, some people good, good or bad. Evil, what is that? It's it's a big yeah. conversation. Well, I think if you're an artist, you have to be able to answer that for yourself. Because for me, I'm very interested in telling stories of people that you can't tell. Because I think most people you can't tell. And I think it's really easy to go, well, that's a good person and that's a bad person. And then we put each other in these fucking pigeonholes. Mm -hmm. And then when something is errant, we're like, oh, okay. But it's okay because she's a good person, or well, that's expected well, of him think, because he's a bad person. I think I don't. I'm not talking about like if I'm like walking on the street and just looking, going, "They're bad. They're good. No, They're I good. don't They're either. Bad. But when I watch like when I see like documentaries or something, and like you know these little kids, like the serial killer documentaries, yes. and they're killing dogs and animals in the beginning, and they and they're being interviewed, and they're like, "I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to end something. That's and a bad person. Yeah. I look and I go, "That's an evil person. That's a bad person." And See, I look and I go, that's a very sick human. Right. Yeah. yeah. Apples to oranges. I mean, it, they need to be supervised often. Yep. Yeah. That's an easy that's not time like a, you know, for that that absolute to not be too arguable. But most of the time, vast majority of the situations, it's not that easy to be like good and bad. It's not. No. Um, and that's good because if we lived in that kind of world where it, nothing was great, it'd be fucking boring. And there would be nothing to write songs about. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Everybody's happy. <laughs> That's that too. guy over there is a dick. <laughs> Ironically, we all like the color blue. Hey, who doesn't oh like blue? Oh my god, it's a good go-to. Programmed. Uh, is that Radiohead? No, nah, no, I just made that up. <laughs> it's uh, AI by Cooper Rivers. Um, That's the beautiful part about music is it's really not easy but simple. Like melodies are fucking simple. Drum beats are often not every time uh, are simple. Like music is a simple thing that anyone can get into. How good you get, how good you are naturally, of course, to be determined. But man, is 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 a melody a fucking easy thing? Like, it's like a mandala. It's like lots of simple <laughs> things. Yeah, right. Overlapping each other to make a more complex. Sure. Uh, but some of the most famous songs of all time are like "I was sitting there on the dock." Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, well, most and, famous and it's songs, it's besides like yeah, they're like three chords. And when that's, you think about which is, it, it's just fantastic. And that's yeah. because they're a part of this. Going back to not being a, a narcissist, like they're a part of a bigger conversation. It's folk folk song, you know. It's uh, acknowledging that something came before you that was dope as hell and you're just trying to sort of have a little piece of it and pass it along in good shape uh, I heard the um, conductor of the Count Basie Orchestra like now you know Count Basie's like been, you know, 80, 80 years ago you know was doing his thing maybe more but there have been like 15 different directors slash composers of this Count Basie Orchestra since he died and they're each time as time goes by that job gets harder and harder because the orchestra's been around for longer and they're trying to represent all of it. And so they have this challenge of before, you know, in the 50s or whatever, they didn't have a very long timeline to cover. So they're like, we play songs from the 30s, 40s, and now the 50s. And now they're like, we have to play songs from the 30s all the way through now. And we don't, <laughs> we, we don't want to miss, like, the fucking saxophone-heavy 80s or, like, the synth-heavy 60s. They have to do it all. And they're a part of this longer tradition. And that's the same with folk music or something that sounds like a very simple song. Like is actually like it's it they they get popular because they they're weighted by history and by tradition and by like calling on uh, these cultural things that in the back backs of our minds that we've that we've been carrying around you know for a long time. And we all have preferences. Like yeah. they like it, that kind of music and people out there who want that's well, what they want to hear. But there's for a reason, you know. It's because yeah, it you were exposed to it early on, probably, and it reminds you of something. It's like they're connected um, through tradition, you know, like. 
rock and roll is really like that backbeat is really like West African like mm-hmm. like hand drum beat music right. like no one can see but Mikael was I was bobbing back and forth <laughs> it was awesome it's <laughs> it's a wonderful thing though that you can actually appreciate all of them almost like you can go from one to the next from one song to the next and yeah. a completely different genre and be like I like both those things um, just to just to close that previous statement I made about politics being oh democracy it's great everyone gets a vote like the premise of of politics is a beautiful thing freedom and 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 people having uh, power to um, be treated fairly and and with, with dignity all of that is great but that's not what it is anymore it's been so corrupted that at this point dollars are what motivate the wheels of politics and it's not one vote whoever gets the most votes our our president right now got less votes than the than the person he beat and he's not like we, you can't forget about that stuff the whole system yeah. is is inherently designed to it's a profit problem. on one end and fuck everybody else i don't know how to change it i've gotten a little burnt out on the whole system i do want to keep talking to you sydney about this kind of stuff on a regular basis um, because I have a lot to learn. I don't want to be like, oh, this is how I feel now. I'd love to be turned. I went with Mikel to uh, a Bernie rally a couple years ago, and I, we were fucking charged at the time, really involved. I saw yeah. Cenk Uger today. You know what I mean? Like, I these are all important political things that are within my personal sphere. I don't want to be burnt out and apathetic about it. Um, but I need to be. I need to. I need to start studying up on some new stuff because uh, that's kind of where I still am now. As soon as Trump got into office, I was like. I, I can't I can't do this. And as soon as Trump got into office I wrote a movie. So like that's the, <clears throat> with the good, It with saves the my life. Good. It saves my life. Yeah. Like it's honestly it feels like it feels I feel privileged that this these are also like my my natural affinities just like you. Like if you all if you were tone deaf you wouldn't be able to do half of the shit that you do, right? right? But you I would aren't be doing something else. Awesome, of course, and <laughs> you would have passion yeah. for something else. But I mean, this—it's meant to be that you are also musically inclined. Whatever it is, I think I now know also that I do want to take responsibility because I want to say something. I think you can express yourself at all times, and it doesn't have to be—I don't know—polished or important. But you should be saying something. I think if you have the balls to to open your mouth, you should fucking say. Something. I should probably start a podcast. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That this is sweet. my play. This is my play that I first. Read. You need a studio, then you mm. need some mics. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could do it. Mm-hmm. I think it's possible. We're gonna we're gonna shoot for it. Well, I think we're gonna wrap up on that. What time is it? Two fifteen. Oh shit! Time Coop's gotta go. Yeah, gotta get out uh, of here. Thank you. That did not feel like, a, like an hour. That felt like twenty five minutes. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys, awesome so stuff. much for yeah. being really here. Thanks for having us. Um, great study on we will definitely hear siblings. Make art. Right. Yeah. We'll Make hear from art. both of you in the future. Um, we'll come so. back and we'll do whatever, yeah. and uh, we'll keep it going. Thanks, Coop. Alrighty. Thanks, Thank guys. You guys. See you tomorrow. Peace. Peace.